0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Plains on the Prairie podcast. I'm Max, and today I'm joined by Sam, where we're going over just a little rundown of the past couple weeks here at Plains on the Prairie, um, talking about some of the things that we've done, um, upcoming events, um, some, you know, cool stuff. Um, Sam, do you have anything you want to say before we start?
1: Oh, it's just good to get back into the podcast here. Uh, We haven't done one since Al's interview, you know, a couple months ago. So it'll be it'll be nice to get back in the swing of things. We uh, tried recording the same podcast before uh, the trip you'll be talking about here later, but uh, some technical difficulties, of course, uh, Yeah. like the file, the uh, audio file I had. So um, hopefully this one works out. So hopefully people are listening to this take. So um, yeah, yeah just sure. getting glad to be doing it. So how you been doing?
0: You know, I've been okay. Um, I've been pretty busy at work and, you know, applying to, different grad schools. So it's, it's been keeping me on my toes, but you know, other than that, it's, it's been, been all right. How about yourself?
1: Uh, pretty good. Busy with school. Uh, you know, enjoying the snowy weather the last couple of days here, but, <laughs> yeah, uh, it
0: went from, you know, beautiful 65 to 25 in a matter of hours.
1: Yeah. I was days. in a t-shirt on Sunday flying and it was, this it was, it was nice. And then North
0: Dakota weather, North Dakota. I woke weather. up
1: in a winter coat I had to wear a winter coat today. So, um, <laughs> But yeah, I can't complain. Uh, well, I got uh, offered a new job as a flight instructor. Uh, still got to finish up really? my flight instruction uh, certificate, but this summer I'll be able to do flight instruct. And I'll, I'll talk more about that later. And you guys will see a lot of, a lot of that on the podcast, uh, especially the YouTube channel with a lot of the flying stuff, uh, doing various events. But yeah, we'll get into that more later. So uh, yeah, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about, about your trip? Yeah. So
0: for those that don't know, um, about two weeks ago, I went on a little bit of a road trip down to uh, Kansas. Um, I was going to go visit some family down there. It was kind of a makeup trip from, uh, I'd say October when I went down to Rapid City. Um, that was actually right at the beginning of the podcast. And then now here we are, however many months later. Um, but yeah, you know, it was great seeing family. I, I love them so much. I, you know, it's, it's hard to, have a bad time with those guys especially my younger cousins they they love airplanes and stuff like that and i I don't think they mind too much me dragging them to different air museums and airplanes throughout kansas but i hope they didn't say a word so i kept doing it that's a problem exactly exactly um so we're gonna get started um for uh, unfortunately sorry spotify listeners or all other podcast uh uh, listeners you won't be able to see the aircraft that we're talking about but I'll, I'll, we will do our best to describe them.
1: Yeah and if you uh, if you're capable of uh, you know if you're you have a, the area where you can watch a video instead of listening to the podcast I know a lot of people listen to it while they work but uh, this is definitely one little bit more of a, vi- of a visual episode here so uh, if you if, if you'd like you can be more than more or we're more than happy for you to watch the YouTube video well uh, figure out a way to post the the link in the podcast in the spotify description for you to head over there uh the quality because of zoom we're using this via zoom right now it drops drops the quality a little bit but uh you'll be able to see uh the pictures a little bit better than not seeing or no not yeah. Seeing it at all, so. <laughs> better yeah better than <laughs> obvious statement right there but nothing. yeah so
0: cool well all right well we'll get started um i'm thinking i'll start i won't go over every single airplane that i saw because i saw a lot
1: yeah, and I However, think that would be the only one probably still there by the end of it. So.
0: Probably, probably. <laughs> or cuz I have
1: to be probably, so.
0: Yeah, well yeah, you're you're roped into this with me. So, yep. um, let me just get it all pulled up here just one second. Um, well I'm thinking I will show maybe one or two from like or each state. Well, I might make an exception for obviously Kansas where I spent most of my time. But um yeah. we will start right off the bat in South Dakota. So let me just pull it up. Sorry for all you fine people out there that are waiting on me. All right. Is it not going to come up?
1: Yeah, there's always a technology barrier on this podcast. If you guys haven't uh, noticed, there's, we've had a few technical difficulties here and there just, um, but it is a really nice platform to be able to share the pictures a little bit more directly with you. So, absolutely. Yeah.
0: I don't know why it isn't coming up. And can you can you see my screen?
1: I can't. Uh, you have the ability to share, but um, maybe yeah. just uh, there might be a couple settings options there. Uh, on the share screen box Let's see. there we go all
0: right you can see that uh can it's on you your google.
1: yeah it's on your google so if you just switch screens to the the uh, pictures you should be able to share it
0: can you can you see the pictures though
1: no uh just un, uh, unshare stop your share click. and then go back to your screen oh now it comes yeah. up of course of course yep. okay
0: Sorry everyone, I do not I have the worst luck with technology. It's <laughs> don't just ask a couple iPads about it. Okay. Um we have a lot of other photos for upcoming episodes that we will share with you guys later. Um all right, so my first stop on the trip was in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um Out front at the uh, South Dakota Air National Guard headquarters, they have a very nice uh, collection of static aircraft, um, all representing uh, the history of the South Dakota Air National Guard um, that they've flown from the early days with the T-33s and the um, F-89s. However, they do not have an F-89 with the F-106s up until today with an F-16. they have a very nice outdoor selection. So the, the one that I want to choose from this um, very impressive collection of gate guards is um, this F-102 Delta Dagger. Um, it's marked up as 56-1114. Um, however, that's not its actual serial number. It's real serial serial number is 50, um, 53-1801. Um, interestingly, fifty six one 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 four is on display at March air, air base museum out in California. Um, and it's marked up as a fifth fighter interceptor squadron F one Oh, or yeah, F one Oh two, which if you watched our uh, interceptors of North Dakota episode, you would know who they are Um little fun Easter egg right there for you. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's interesting because this F one Oh two, you don't know, out, outside of, uh, Sioux Falls, I don't think you can see a South Dakota um, F-12 anywhere. So this, this was a real treat. This was one that I was really hoping to grab. And it's probably the the best photo I got from that day. Um, obviously, I'm neither of us are in the military. So getting access to the bases is pretty difficult, especially with COVID. So I tried to act nonchalant taking these photos. I, uh, <laughs> I hope the, the government isn't going to come and arrest me for taking them. But it's with good intentions, you know. So yeah, um, for those that are uh, listening via the Spotify and other listening apps, um, the F one hundred two is a uh, what is it? A delta Delta wing.
1: Yeah, it's a delta wing aircraft. Uh, uh, was able to uh, have a lot of you know different aerodynamic advantages. Uh, help uh, make makes more of a cone shape in the flight path, so that helps. Uh, it was a very one of the earliest uh, supersonic aircraft. Uh, that we had in the U S military. And, uh, part of that was, uh, I think we, we talked about it, I believe in the North Dakota interceptors, uh, podcast episode, uh, we'll, we'll put the link down for that one, uh, about more of a Coke bottle shape. So it gets kind of skinny out at, or towards on this aircraft, I guess, kind of towards where it says DAK for Dakota. Um, it actually, the fuselage kind of like bottles out. So if you picture, just picture a Coke bottle shape in that general shape, it, uh keeping the it kept the uh, wingspan pretty much equal right there uh, the thickness of the wing and helped it uh, achieve uh, supersonic flight so it's a very interesting aircraft very, uh, um, very much a pioneer in su- supersonic flight
0: for sure and it's a very quintessential early 1960s jet it just it looks like something you would see in an old old action movie or something like that it, it's one sure. of my favorites especially yeah. in the century series. Um, but yeah, uh, for those that are listening, um, this aircraft is in standard air defense command gray. And interestingly, it has red lightning bolts, um, throughout the tail, um, and red tin or red markings on the wings as well. Um, very interesting look to it for sure. Um, so after that, um, saw a few other aircraft, as you can see, I stopped by Yankton, South Dakota, just a quick, uh, visit to this. T thirty eight that's marked up as uh, Thunderbird. Um, I don't believe it ever served as one, but you know it's it's pretty cool, and I got a lot of uh, moody pictures with it, so I I'm really happy with how those ones came out. Um, my uh, second stop or uh, third, I should say, um, won't spend a lot of time on this one, but I stopped in uh, Sioux City, Iowa, and tried to do my best to get photos of the gate guards out front there um there was no parking permitted and the area next door was under surveillance so uh honestly i don't know if i should have taken these photos or not as you can see they turned out terrible (laughs) (laughs) but um it's it's uh, sioux city is one of those bases that i i just i need to have photos of those jets at some point they are beautiful and being from iowa i feel obligated to uh to share those with um, with you guys. Uh, interestingly, this F-100 here um, with the HA tail markings, that is a Vietnam combat vet. Uh, like most F-100s, that one actually flew with the Iowa Air National Guard in Southeast Asia. And I believe it flew at least 25 combat missions. So it's it's seen as a tour of duty. Um, I did see another um, Sioux City uh, A7D, they were very common. <laughs> um, I saw a lot of those, but probably that one of the bigger ones I saw was this B-52G out in front of Offutt Air Force Base just outside of Omaha, Nebraska. Um, I couldn't find a whole lot of information about this one straight away. Um, it's very similar to the Grand Forks uh, B-52G. Um, they just kind of threw it up on a post. Apparently, this one actually was stationed at Griffiths or Griffis. Um, Air Force Base out in New York uh, before it was deactivated and sent to Omaha. Um, Offit actually has three static displays. They have this B-52H. They have a KC-135, which was right next door. Um, I don't know if it was actually still a KC-135. It might have been converted to a C-135 or something like that. And then uh, I almost got in a lot of trouble for it, but I almost got to be up close with a B-17 static. Um, I went to the wrong entrance and just in the nick of time, I realized that I was going through a protected barrier. So I had to turn around, uh, cause I don't have a military ID. So that would have been <laughs> bad if I had to go through there, but hopefully fingers crossed. I have, um, a friend that knows a friend that is actually stationed at Offit who can hopefully give us some photos of that B-17 because the story behind it is very, very impressive. Yeah, sorry. Just a quick plug sorry. Oh, yeah. Here, go ahead, um,
1: yeah. And then if you guys, you know, a lot of our listeners are pilots or big aviation enthusiasts. So if you have any pictures you ever want to share, you know, maybe you have pictures of any of the aircraft we've done videos on previously, uh, that may, may serve a good purpose. You can always, always share those. Uh, it's kind of interesting to see, uh, you know, people's personal stories on these aircraft, uh, kind of like that rear wind video a few weeks back that was uploaded. Um, that one, you know, I, we, uh, the, the uh, there's someone that commented on the Facebook page that said uh, their dad actually owned the airplane back, uh, back in the fifties and sixties. So there's, there's a lot of cool stories behind these aircraft and uh, our goal is to, you know, give, give as much information on those stories as possible. And, you know, we, we love uh, not only hearing about them, but sharing them as well.
0: Absolutely. I could not have said that any better myself. Um, so that was the, the B-52 and off it was the last big stop I had on the, the first day of the driving on the trip. Um, and the second day was spent visiting Topeka, Kansas, which has a very rich history um, of aircraft and aviation and military aviation, actually. Um, one of the highlights, I would say, was this MiG Killer F 4D. Um, let me see. I believe it says, uh, yep. Um, It actually flew with Kansas or the Kansas Air National Guard back in the day. And then after its retirement was placed on display here at the museum. Um, I'm probably going too fast on the pictures, aren't I? Um, This one was flown by Captain Steve Ritchie as the pilot and then Captain Lawrence Petit um, in the Rio spot. Um, I don't know the exact date that they scored their kill in this. Um, I do know that it was Steve Ritchie's second kill um during the war um it flew with the 555th uh, tactical fighter Swa- squadron uh the triple nickels um out of udorn uh royal i think it was the royal thai air force base um and yeah in thailand interesting but, yeah it's beautiful beautiful my only interest i, I don't want to say gripe but i was a little confused by the tail code as you can see here 50-801 um I don't know if that's the way that it would have been in the theater or if it's just a a little mistake, but um, yeah, I don't know, I I think it's okay. Let's see here, so we will move on. As you can see, they had a,
1: um, oh, not that. Canberra
0: yeah can they actually had two of them um this one was in far better shape than the one actually out front of the base um but this this one had the orange markings the high vis markings um i don't quote me on it but i believe that these served as electronic warfare or um like sort of adversaries or aggressors for radar stations or fighters do you know about that salmon i know the
1: high vis markings are pretty strongly associated with up like in alaska and stuff like that um Mm -hmm. other than that i don't know too much because i've I've seen uh you know c47s and um you know some uh i believe c130s and stuff like that that are marked up like that gotcha well hopefully
0: we will use this as a kebab flyer um because kansas is on the prairie. I like, well, that. yeah,
1: yeah. Anything pretty much in the great plains. I mean, yeah, our main focus of course is upper Midwest, you know, that's mm-hmm. where we both are located. And so more of our kebabs for now, as with, you know, with our busy schedules and all that will, will probably be up here for the time being, but yes, you know, absolutely. Uh, we'll be able to expand South as well too. So
0: yeah. As, as once we can, you know, get on the road again. Um But yeah, that, and this was all at the Kansas air national guard museum, Um, The highlight for me, however, was this beautiful KC-135E that they had out front. Um, I think I have a photo of the nose art right here. Yeah, High Plains Predator, just a (laughs) very stunning piece of nose work on this aircraft. Um, It was retired in 2004 and literally towed from one end of the the airfield to the other and (laughs) put on display. So it's uh, quite the history and it's crazy. I saw a lot of KC-135s on this trip. So um, moving on, we visited the Combat Air Museum. Um, literally a hop and a skip away from here. Um, it was cold. It was, As you can see from some of the photos, it was raining. Uh, and I'd say we were all pretty miserable. But, you know, we, we persevered. We, we held strong. So um, one of the highlights for me here was seeing this um, EC-121. Uh, the Constellation or Connie, as it's called. Uh, This is actually the first time I'd seen a military version. I have, uh, I've been up close with the one that they have out the museum of flight in Seattle. Um, And they're big. You don't realize just how massive these aircraft are until you, I mean, you get to get inside of this one. So it's, it's huge. The interior was very well maintained. Um, Unfortunately the exterior could have used a little work, but you know, it's, it's outside. You can't really blame it.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, they did a really nice job of telling the story of an EC-121 crew that was shot down, um, I believe, during the Vietnam War, but not by the North Vietnamese. Um, I believe it was shot down either by North Korea or the Soviet Union. And it was the greatest loss of Air Force life in any single um, combat mission um, on one aircraft, I believe. Um, I could be wrong there. Um, but yeah, they had a lot of replica world war one aircraft, uh, right up your wheelhouse. I oh, would yeah. say, <laughs> um, just showing you, uh, the lighting in this was unfortunately just a little iffy, um, a lot of, uh, fluorescent lighting, which, you know, equals iffy photos. Um, another, one of my personal favorites at this museum was another, um, F4D Mig killer. Um, this one F4D was or scored its first and only MiG kill on 12 October 1972. Shot down a MiG 21. Um, affectionately, this aircraft was nicknamed the Wichita Lineman. Um, this this was probably actually one of my favorites of the whole trip. Um, I know I've told Sam this story when I got back, but this uh, this aircraft had a strange fascination with the ground. Um, it never crashed, but the the way it shot down the MiG 21 was by locking onto it and the North Vietnamese pilot was so nervous he was trying to evade the F4 and ended up flying right into the ground uh presumably killing the pilot but um yeah that and they were credited with the kill so flash forward um about 20 years and uh i believe in the early 1980s this F4D was now flying with the Kansas air national guard. They had just flown a training sortie and, uh, they just, uh, bombed, I believe, uh, a gun range down in Kansas. And, uh, it happened to fly right into some telephone lines. Hmm. And amazingly the aircraft did not crash. Um, they were able to fly it back to base. Uh, when they landed, it was, Covered in power lines, telephone lines, um, and it was repaired and made a full recovery. And yeah, it's, it's uh, it, this one was the one that was on display at the um, the Kansas Air National Guard headquarters at McConnell Air Force Base down in um, Wichita. However, um, once the there the double mid killer there that took its place, and then this one came to the Combat Air Museum sometime in the late to mid 1990s. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, it was a beautiful museum and what was interesting about it was they had a good mix of like, obviously aircraft that were on loan through the air force loan program. And then they actually, at one point had flown many of the aircraft that were in the museum. This C 47 here, um, is actually a VC 47 that was flyable up until, um, I believe the late nineties, early two thousands. And, um, I was talking with some members of the museum there and they said that, um, it just, the cost, the insurance, you know, how it goes, it just, it got to be too much to maintain all of these aircraft. So they ended up having to, uh, close down the flying aspect. However, um, the third museum that I visited, as you can see, we're passing over, uh, this for my friend, Tom, that's your, uh, Tomcat right there, um. The third museum that we visited happened to have an airworthy C-47 that is marked up as an AC-47 gunship uh, from the Vietnam War. Um, I've actually seen this one, uh, I believe it was four years ago, um, at Air Expo in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Um, It's an absolutely beautiful aircraft. Um, It tells the story of uh, Jack Levitao, the uh, only or the young, what was it, the lowest ranked Air Force um, member to win the Medal of Honor. Um, He earned it during Vietnam by uh, pushing a flare out of a burning AC-47 before it ignited and set off all the ammunition and basically killed everybody on board. Um, For that, he was awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor. Um, Unfortunately, I believe he passed away in 2000, so he is sadly no longer with us, but um, yeah, it's a very, very impressive story and a beautiful, beautiful aircraft. Uh, They're actually doing a lot of maintenance on it while we were in there. Um, let me see if I can show you a photo of that. That kind of shows it right there. They oh, yeah. uh, they said that they had sent one of the engines off to Idaho about two or three days prior. So we had just missed it. <laughs> um, yeah, that was uh, very cool. So the next day, Um, We were heading down to Wichita, and we happened to stop by a small little town called Emporia. Now, Emporia, Kansas, um, it's about halfway between uh, Kansas City, maybe just a little bit halfway um, between Kansas City and Wichita. Um, It's like I said, small town. They have a nice brewery. But the main reason we were there (laughs) was to see this girl right here. This is a former Minnesota Air National Guard F4D Phantom 65-0585. This one was really special. Um, I've been wanting to see this one for a long time, ever since I discovered it it was there. Um, Very interesting history about this one. Uh, During the 1980s, this F4, along with um, a few other Minnesota actually a few North Dakota Air National Guard and California Air National Guard aircraft were um, stationed at Ramstein Air Force Base in West Germany um, to basically show the top Air Force brass that Air National Guard units could function in the same role as active duty air net or Air Force units. Um, This aircraft is very famous for being in some of the most i mean i know you've seen the photos the the three ship formation of a a happy hooligan a duluth and then the california f4s flying over the uh that very famous castle in germany um and this is it i i i was blown away by it it's you know it's it's in okay shape um you can obviously make out the markings it has been painted over or anything like that um Yeah, this is one aircraft that I I do wish that the Minnesota Air National Guard Museum uh, would have gotten instead of the the F4C that they had to repaint. Um, Obviously, I understand that stuff like that happens, but uh, just a little personal gripe. Um, But yeah, we spent a lot of time taking photos there. Um, Our last stop for the aviation was um, at the Kansas Air Museum in Wichita. Uh, sadly, we had gotten there after they were no longer admitting visitors. However, the, the lady at the front desk was very kind and let us um, come in anyway, free of charge. Uh, we just had a very limited time there. Um, I know, Sam, you were hoping that I could have got some photos of some old tail draggers for you, but it's,
1: oh, it's uh, something. unfortunately. Yeah,
0: yeah it's, it's something. Uh, I did the, the first photo I got, um, they were actually doing. Um, practice runs with uh, McConnell air force base right there. So we have a flying KC 135 shout out to my friend, Nick.
1: Very cool. He's
0: a, he's a good fr- fan of those. Um, but yeah, an old B 52, t 33. I think you have a, is that obsessed? That's not a blue canoe in the back there. Is it? It's
1: like a, so, it's like a King air. Hard to King tell. air.
0: Okay. Yeah. And then something, but yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Um, they had a B-47 there. Um, very cool aircraft. I, I like them. And then this was kind of neat. They had another KC-135E. However, this one I actually have a photo of. Um, that is a terrible photo. So that's the actual photo that I own um, from my slide collection. And then here she is today. Um, a little worn out. I definitely wouldn't fly on her now um even if she had (laughs) engines but um back in 1972 when this photo was taken absolutely i would i would definitely have flown on it um but yeah so that was all that day unfortunately we didn't get to see much of the museum or what it had to offer but it it was a it was a nice day um also just a little hint or teaser that's the best photo that i could get of what uh, the starship Starship.
1: yep the starship Yeah. yeah yeah they're a pretty airplane
0: they're uh, that the tarmac or the runway that they were all kept out at was a little, a little cramped. Um, and you know, with it closing very soon, you can only get a limited amount of photos. And so yeah. I was hoping to get more of them. I was trying to recreate the, uh, my personal slide photo, but unfortunately it was, <laughs> it was not to be, um, but yeah. So, and the last full day that I was in Kansas, we stopped by the former, um, Olathe, naval air station or the naval air tra- training station um my uncle had grown up around this area and then he and his father both remember seeing these jets fly over um especially his his father remember seeing like corsairs um a lot of those early cold war still piston driven aircraft or propeller i should say um but yeah
1: and hey, that kind of ties welcome. into
0: our yeah i know what you're going to say yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very well could have been the Corsair we just did a video out
0: on. so. Absolutely. Yep. That one was stationed there too. Um, so yeah, this was a really nice treat. And I think these were actually some of the only naval aircraft that I got to see on my trip. Um, if you know me personally, you know, I'm more of an Air Force guy, yep. but you know, I, I I don't mind seeing, especially my uh, Skyhawks. These things are just oh, yeah. awesome. Um,
1: yeah, and we'll have about, a Skyhawk out for you eventually here. We got one about an hour for me, at least in Grand Forks here, so.
0: Oh, right, yeah, yeah I, mean, teeth, I can so. always forget about that, always forget about that. Um, and then here are just a couple of uh, replica, or I guess one replica airplane from the World War One Museum down in uh, Kansas City. Um, so my last stop on my, my way back up to Fargo was through the Strategic Air Command Museum, in or just outside of ashland nebraska and it please excuse the fact that my camera my photo roll is messed up i have no (laughs) idea why um here we are i will be scrolling up to them so this this museum was on my wish list for a long long time i am a huge fan of SAC, uh strategic air command i should say uh not any of you dirty uh people up there yeah Yeah, you got me on audio saying that um this was also the first time i ever got to be up close with a b-36 um the peacemaker uh they called it a peacemaker for a reason because uh i would not want to be on the receiving end of anything that that bomber could carry um i want to see if i have a photo of me standing next to it for scale. Um, I will say, I, I will apologize in advance. The lighting in this museum as, as good as the museum was, was terrible. Um, it's very dark and a few areas they do. That's me. Um, (laughs) they put these red lights on some of the aircraft. I have no idea why it was a bit of a disappointment.
1: seems like it's a theme with some of these air museums just to Light it as poorly as possible.
0: I and I, I get it. there's some aspects of preservation like right. you have to have the lighting dim, but um yeah I mean when a guy like me comes to town you have to turn on all the lights you know I'm right. kidding I'm completely kidding, I'm completely kidding. <laughs> so uh but no absolutely awesome museum if I was there not to take photos uh, I would have thoroughly enjoyed myself but of course you know they had an SR seventy one. Um, Actually, I believe it was an A-12, one of the two. Please don't kill me for getting it wrong. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Obviously, a B-36. Like, they had almost every aircraft that SAC had flown at one point or another. Um, They had a very nice uh, F-101, of course. But I will say my personal favorite aircraft in the entire collection, let me see if I have a a good photo of it, had to have been this absolutely stunning um, bare metal finish, a 26 invader. Um, actually it could be considered a counter invader since it has the nose machine guns. Yep. Um, but this, I could not stop looking at it. I, I'm not even like joking. Like I, it's right next to the voodoo, man. That's saying something that is <laughs> truly saying something, but no, um, absolutely gorgeous aircraft. It literally looked like it could take off. Um, what I do like about the SAC museum was they had cockpit lighting, so it was so dark but the lighting was like they had like lights in the original spots where the lights would have been in the cockpit so you would honestly think like oh i could go in there and fire that thing up right now and i'll taxi well probably couldn't taxi out of there but um it's hard to miss here's the b36 right behind it um they actually they're working on a full interior restoration i don't know and i doubt that they would allow people to get inside of it However, it's just incredible. Like there I am. That's me. And that's the B-36. <laughs> Didn't even it's, see there. it's massive. Yeah, exactly. It's is, so
1: dark. Uh, there is one B-36 in the country that you can tour the inside of, correct? Is that, or, or you can get special I,
0: permission? I think special permission. Um, yeah, I the Air Force. Do, museum. Th- I think, I think the Air, well, the Air Force Museum is super good about letting people come in and two of the jets on certain occasions. I know they actually have an upcoming event where you can walk through an AC 130 that they have on display.
1: Okay.
0: Um, but obviously with these aircraft, especially maybe not so much with the B 36, cause it's basically a flying office, but like some of these aircraft, they're so tight and you right. know, you have a lot of little kids running around. So, um, I know that's an issue at some of the museums that I've been at, um, I know that actually the Minnesota air national guard museum was always very good at letting kids. Um, and you know, I, would jump in the cockpit. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't care. Um, I'm still waiting the day, for the day that I can get into the cockpit of a voodoo, but we'll, uh, we'll save that for later. Um, I believe this saber was a sister ship to one of the sabers that we have filmed, um, or have previously talked about. Um, I'd have to double check the serial numbers, but let's see 53 one, three, seven, five. I think that either might be Walhalla or Jamestown or actually Hedinger. Okay. Um, which I, I was like, Oh, that's gotta be super interesting. But <laughs> um, another really cool tidbit. Um, they have one of three B 47 tornadoes. Um, sadly, it was just tucked far back into the corner all alone by itself. Um Actually, I do believe it's actually the sole remaining B-47. Um, I th- think the other two are like either reconnaissance version or the A model. Um, but that yeah. is the, actually, this is the this is the RB. So this is actually the reconnaissance one. So yeah, this is the sole remaining RB-45. 40, oh, 45, excuse me. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, and it's known <laughs> for, you know, being the first, uh, it won the first contract for, you know, the United States Air Force for, for a bomber, multi-engine bomber aircraft. Mm-hmm uh, in the jet configuration, but, but yeah, very interesting. Unfortunately it's a footnote, you know, in aviation history kind of, so, Mm -hmm. but, uh, definitely an interesting aircraft.
0: Yeah. The, I, you see a lot of these marked up with like yellow stripes on the tail. I know that they flew out of bases in England during the early days of the cold war, like early 1950s. Um, they had a very nice tribute to the Doolittle Raiders. Um, their B-25 is marked up as one of them. Um, of course, uh, let's see here, and they also actually pretty interestingly they had a walkthrough of um an air defense command B 25, which I really appreciated. Um, if I could just find some decent photos of it somewhere, and Sam, if you see an airplane that you want me to talk more about, or you see something that catches your eye, let me know and I'd be happy to cover it. Oh, they're all over um, here. Yeah, here's the <laughs> I, I i'm I saving the best one for last for you
1: I'd, I'd be uh i'd be picking all of them pretty much so oh
0: of course well i there was a special one that you wanted me to get a little clip of it's this little guy yep uh, <laughs> the, the goblin f85 parasite or the goblin <laughs> um this was a weird airplane to see up close i was like kind of blown away by how small it is. And to think, Oh my gosh, that was actually like a real thing. (laughs) That was really (laughs) tested. Um, Crazy stuff. But Uh, no, I honestly, though, all these museums were phenomenal. Like don't, don't, don't get my words wrong. Like the lighting may have been bad, but you know, at the end of the day, you're there to appreciate these aircraft and you're here to appreciate the history that they hold. Um, The SAC Museum was incredible. It was truly incredible. Um, Out front, they have the one of two remaining B1A Lancer bombers. Um, And this actually held a special spot in my heart. I finally have seen um, the two remaining B1As. Um, I saw the first one out in Denver, and I've seen this one. Uh, This one actually, uh, if you look, you will notice it has a very, for lack of a better word, bad, paint scheme. <laughs> um, fortunately their recent, um, head of collections or the curator at the SAC museum said that they will be repainting this, um, and offered many different choices. Um, I believe it's actually going to be painted in its early anti-flash SAC white. Um, mm. that is my personal favorite, uh, scheme for the B1As. Um, but yeah, the, a lot, as you can see, a lot of parts for this have actually been stripped for use on other B-1Bs. Um, I know the uh, museum in Denver, they, uh, they had the Air Force come in and took actually a few pieces of that B-1A too. Um, kind of interesting that they're doing that. Uh, we don't need to get political on here. <laughs> but <laughs> um, And then I knew that there was a couple aircraft missing in the museum and I, I knew I had to find them. Uh, interesting story up here. Well, you have some of the missiles. Um, a T-39 Sabre Liner. Um, fun little story about this. Uh, uh, infamous individual in world history tried to buy this. Um, his name was Osama or Osama Bin Laden. And he tried to purchase this to help funnel weapons into Iraq and Yemen and Afghanistan. Um, fortunately, he never got a hold of it. So we have it now. Um, and then in the back, they had two more aircraft. One of my personal favorites, the TC-131 um, uh, Flying Classroom. This would have been used by Navigators uh, Training. Um, I will say they have a ton of beautiful bare metal finish aircraft at the SAC Museum. They pride themselves in maintaining and polishing those aircraft. So props to them. Um, you might've noticed the wings that I just kind of teased, um, to not to be counterproductive here. Um, we'll go back. They are currently working on a restoration of an EC-135 looking glass. Um, this is a variant of the C-135, um, Unfortunately, they do not plan to reattach the wings to make it a full um, rebuild or restoration. However, they are making the interior completely restored, um, functioning lights, sounds, um, cockpit. I don't think you can obviously sit in it, but they want to make it look like a fully armed and operational um, early warning command center or um, a looking glass, which was the mission that these um, participated in. Um, But... Fortunately, if they ever do decide to reattach the wings, which I hope they one day do, um, they are sitting out back so they can just go back and grab them. Um, another beautiful shot. And then uh, the piece de resistance for my friend Sam here. I feel like he already <laughs> knows what's coming. Um, the Avril Vulcan. That's me again. Sorry. Um,
1: Double ugly see. right there.
0: Double, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <for> that. Uh, <laughs> that was a good one. Uh but yeah, seeing one of these for the first time. I know Sam doesn't like them, but I have always loved just those like what the Victor, the yeah, oh, the Victory the Bombers or whatever. Yeah, the, the V bombers. I really do the like the British, British had.
1: I like the Victor and the Valiant, though. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. give you that. But
0: one of my actually, I had never heard of this plane up until about 2015 because mm-hmm. there was actually one still flying, and all yep. like my British followers on one of my old accounts would be posting photos of it. I'm like, that is so cool. (laughs) And then eventually, and unfortunately it no longer is airworthy sadly, but yeah. um, Seeing one of these up close me again. um, It was just so cool. Very, very cool bomber. Um, A lot of rich history. Uh, Sadly, this actually, this one has never been on display inside of the museum. It was always, I mean, the old SAC Museum actually at or near Offit Air Force Base was um, outdoors. And that's why, actually, if we go back, I didn't get a whole lot of photos of it because it's in rough shape. Um, But they have a B-52, an early one. Actually, it was the first B-52B delivered to the United States Air Force. Um, Here, let's see. So that's like a side view. are, am i blocking it there um there you go yeah that's uh okay good um let's see i know i'm going back on it but um interestingly enough this b52 is marked in the uh markings of i believe the 28th bomb wing which is stationed at ellsworth in south dakota hmm. which we have been before or at least i have been um you'll be there soon hopefully this yeah. summer
1: yep hopefully um
0: <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's very sun damage as you can see, uh, just haven't gotten around to the restoration yet, but it's, you know, still a beautiful aircraft. Um, a lot of, a lot of actual like upper Midwest history in this, this museum and with how many sack bases there were here, it's completely understandable. Um, just one more little tidbit for all of our North Dakota fans, this, uh, UH 19, um, Husky, I believe. Um, no,pe it's not Husky. It's not Husky. Um, Chicksaw. I should know that because it's our <laughs> most popular video. Um, this one was actually stationed at Grand Forks back in the early to late 1950s. Um, so that was pretty cool to see. Um, obviously, one more SR71 post for the,
1: for the viewers. Of course, That looks like a really. cool
0: well, yeah, trip. yeah. Oh, dude is awesome. Yeah. I one of these days we'll have to go back out and do it ourselves. Yeah, for sure. um, Let's see. So I'm going to stop sharing, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed those. Uh, Sorry for all of our Spotify listeners that you just (laughs) heard my descriptions of these aircraft, but feel free to, when you're not working or driving or doing something like that, um, just go on YouTube, check us out, watch the video, pop some popcorn fun stuff like that. So um, I know we're nearing the end here. I know, Sam, you got something coming up. So um, we'll kind of rush through the end segment here.
1: Yeah. So um, as I said earlier, you know, at the beginning, we're going to be uh, doing a lot more uh, events going on here since, uh, you know, COVID knock on wood is going to continue to get better here. You know, with everybody getting vaccinated and all that Um, a lot of events are coming up now. A lot of States are opening up North Dakota has been pretty open the whole time. Uh, so with that being said, there's a lot of events going on, uh, in the immediate area. So we'll be, we'll be seeing a few, uh, you'll be seeing us at a few fly-ins here and there. Um, and then, uh, air shows hopefully later in the summer. Um, so yeah, we're, I'm just going to run through a few events here. Um, so, uh, we have, uh, just coming up around the corner, May 1st and 2nd, we got two fly-ins here um they're uh in jamestown on the first and uh grafton on the second um the second one's hosted by uh eaa chapter 3- 380 up in grafton uh so um we'll expect to see both of us there we'll we'll get some content here for for each of those we'll hopefully grab a few pilot interviews so if you're a pilot flying to any of those or either of those two fly-ins uh, we'll for sure be there and if you're willing to you know get an inter- or do an interview with us you know uh, grab grab you for a couple minutes uh, we'd be really happy to do that and we'd really appreciate it too. so um, yeah we'll be doing a lot of that. so I uh, expect kind of a shift in uh, into the general aviation stuff this summer um, seeing a lot more of that. I mean we'll still have the military stuff of course with you know air shows and these fly-ins will still have um, we'll still have military aircraft just a lot less frequent than you know the common GA aircraft. Um, then uh, with that Jamestown one, I'm um, planning on flying into that one so uh, if you see me in a red Cherokee I'll I'll share a picture of that in a little bit. Um hoping to take Max and myself out there for that one. So and then uh, as well as Grafton hopefully too. So both are of course awesome. weather dependent so yeah. Um and we got some other ones coming up in June. So we, there's uh Mandan in, on the 13th, Valley City on the 19th, and then Newtown and Kildear both out in Western North Dakota on the 26th. Um I'm planning on going to Valley city, new town and Killdeer. Uh, both of us will probably end up hopefully being able to go to Valley city. Uh, is kind of a trek out there, but we'll, we'll do our best. Um, and then, uh, of course, uh, the end of May, the 21st, and 22nd, uh, out in Buffalo, Minnesota uh, at the airport there, they're doing the greater Minnesota aviation gathering, big two day event. Um, don't know if I'll be able to make it, but, uh, big event in the in the south southern part of uh, minnesota that a lot of people like to get to and thankfully this year uh, it's not not canceled or postponed as of now so uh good signs there is seeing some minnesota stuff open up here too some fly-ins here and there i Absolutely. believe Fairmont has one in in june so towards the end of june there as well so so yeah very excited to do that um and like i said uh i got a job as a or flight instructing here i just have to finish up my certificate um, and, uh, last weekend, actually, I got the, uh, cool opportunity to, uh, get my first, uh, ferry experience. So if you've seen our Instagram, I didn't put them on the Facebook, but I should do that. Um, I got the opportunity to ferry a couple airplanes. So I got to ferry this, uh, Piper warrior and then this, uh, Piper Cherokee, both pretty similar, uh, both PA 28s, but, uh, this Cherokee is the one you'll probably see, a, see more content in, Um uh, both of them are owned by first class aviation in, in Jamestown, North Dakota. And, uh, I'll be doing, uh, quite a bit of instruction in that, in both of these aircraft and more so this red one, like I said, this summer. And, uh, but it was a fun experience. Got a few hours in my, in my log book and, uh, you know, got to fly some different aircraft here. And, uh, we also got to see this, uh, F-86 Sabre out in Jamestown, um, and uh, you know we'll we'll probably do a walk around of that if the if it's still in in the public view for the fly-in when we head over there. So hopefully you get uh, get a little bit on that. So um, but yeah, gonna have a lot of fun experiences with this job and get some new aircraft types and um, definitely document it quite a bit. And I know Max is sure. interested in you know getting your license. You're getting your license possibly here soon. So. Hopefully we could get that, <laughs> get that rolling here. So, but yeah, um, a lot of cool stuff in this wing uh, museum visits, of course, uh, kebab flyers, you know, we'll be doing more trips like that. Possibly this weekend we'll be uh, doing more on the grand Forks air force base or, or doing some flying. It'll be one or the other. So you'll, you'll see some content mm-hmm. coming your way uh, for that. Um, and yeah, we got air shows and all that Fargo air show, air expo, this year, it sounds like I think both of those are still still on as of now.
0: Yeah, um, I, th- I think uh, Air Expo, they're they're just going full steam ahead. Yeah, I, I don't like even it. know. I don't even um, know what they're going to do, but I well, mean, it's got a good lineup so far. I'm yeah, not. I saw that
1: spitfire. So, yeah, that was that's
0: that's worth the price of admission alone, to be honest yeah um, maybe oshkosh who knows yeah maybe <laughs> um, hope
1: oshkosh is a goal and reno is still on the table as well for, for me at least that so i'm thinking about reno erases if i if i got a free week that weekend free so
0: wow that'd be sweet so, yeah
1: i got race 57 on here so
0: there you go naturally
1: actually so well cool yeah well so.
0: um i think uh sam do you have anything else uh anything parting no that's thoughts? pretty
1: much it um mm-hmm think this uh you know this podcast uh today's the 13th we'll, we'll have it up same day here so um yeah and stay tuned for some more walk around videos we'll be doing that yeah um, trying to do those at least once a week uh we had a kind of kind of a low period of filming here the last couple of weeks so um we'll we'll be sure to get some more videos uh filmed out for you guys and then uh, absolutely get them uploaded so the next one's a predator um we'll probably upload that this weekend here and uh have that for you guys to watch and max will take you around that one so
0: yeah, for sure. We also, as always, we got stickers. If you guys yep. are interested, um, they're we're not going to be running out anytime soon. So please, <laughs> please help get help us sell them.
1: Yeah, I'm um, hoping to get a get a couple camera some more camera equipment yep, go- go pros especially um yep. hope get one or two of those for-
0: all all of the sticker sales go towards making this podcast better and we we yeah. cannot do it without the support of you guys the listeners um but yeah you know just keep that in mind uh we uh we appreciate all your help and everyone that's listening right now
1: so, yeah and uh you know we're thinking about uh, expanding some of the you know, like merch stuff. We're thinking about doing Teespring. I think we've talked a little bit about that, uh, possibly getting t-shirts out there. So if that's something you guys are interested in, just uh, just shoot us a message and we can, uh, we can make that happen. We can get, uh, get a Teespring store up there, or we can put out different stickers. I've been talking with uh, the guy who designed our original logo to get uh, happy hooligans f fours and some, we'll get the Minnesota ones out there. So nice. um, maybe we'll do a limited run of those stickers and absolutely. yeah, of course. As always, they're three bucks for the stickers. Uh, you know, again, all the proceeds are going right back into it. So, I still have. I think I have about seventy of them myself. So, uh, so if you see me at all, you know, I'm here on campus at UND or where else ever or everywhere else. Actually,
0: and here's the thing: uh, if you see us at these uh, fly-ins that are coming up, we're gonna be loaded with them. So, oh, yeah. do not be like. Actually, and should we say if? you let us give you a walk around or uh talk we'll give you a sticker yeah i mean
1: honestly you know they're good to have around i mean we use them a lot as promotional stuff i like to uh you know give them out to the you know we give them out to like al i think believe took one Mm -hmm. um then yeah i'll be doing a lot of hanger visits uh and you will be too um Kind of like, well, there is that, I think I was talking to you a couple days ago about those T-34s out in West Fargo. Yeah. I don't know too much about that, but I'll uh, sleuth that one out this weekend, probably. (laughs) So, Uh, but yeah, we'll, our goal is to see them slapped everywhere, you know, on your cars, wherever. So.
0: Everywhere.
1: So, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, uh, we really appreciate you guys tuning in for this one. Uh, And uh, we'll uh, be putting posts out regularly, whether we're, you know, having videos or not, you know, we're going to try to get some more kebab flyers and uh you know just a kind of a status about what you know each of us are up to so um yeah so uh the spotify link will be down below if you're on youtube vice versa for the uh for the spotify listeners there be able to uh, uh get that youtube link and then uh of course our facebook instagram all that will be linked down below and um, be able to check us out on all our pages so we really, really cool. appreciate you guys uh tuning in so um uh, With that, I think uh, this is Sam with Max signing off. Have a good one. Have a good
0: one, guys. See ya.